The MX Vice Show. Welcome to the MX Vice Show, episode 7070. Big thanks to Fly Racing, Liap, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Evenstrokes, MXGP Hyper TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterisk, Arma, and Blenzel Oils. Coming up this week, we have Blenzel Performance of the Week, Liat Ask Vice Anything, Planet Motor Bombshell of the Week, and Arma, you smarter than a birth at the end of the show. Part one is brought to you by Fly Racing. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Test on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rayon technology, Conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation in ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. I'm James Burfield, founder of MX Vice and Even Strokes, and online is MX Vice editor, Lewis Phillips. You're right. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, all right. Not too bad. It's, uh, it's been a while. We haven't chatted for, for a while. No, as I've said to many people, if it wasn't for this podcast, I probably would hear from you once a month. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a busy old week. Um, but uh, I, I haven't really seen you like produce much. You were off on Monday. It's Wednesday now, so you've only worked one day. So yeah, I can't imagine well, you've been that busy. It's kind of racing. Monday. Yeah, I was wor- I was yeah. working while you were fucking around in a field. Well, I was networking. I was I was racing, but also networking. So I couldn't actually focus on my racing because um, I was networking with other people. Oh well, some of us were just burning the midnight oil while you were having what you like to call fun. Okay. So, you're coming down to see us in the, in the southwest this week. That's, why would anyone care about that? I'm, yes, I'm going to the office for a meeting. Yes! Next, that, is not, that is of no relevance it's to the podcast exciting. at all. It's exciting! It's exciting! We've had seven months of absolutely nothing. We're a week away from GPs and you want to lead with that. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, next, brilliant. You're not even, you've just told me you're not going to be there. So, next. I'm excited. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, so did you watch racing the weekend? What did you watch? Yeah, I watched uh, Pro Motocross. Did big you watch fan. any MX Nationals? I'm big state. Uh, yeah, I watched a little bit. Big stakes on the line for me with Pro Motocross this year. Oh yeah, tell everybody. Because for the first time, finally, I've entered uh, industry idiots on Pulp MX Fantasy. I've been toying with the idea for ages, and I came so close to doing it in Supercross. And had I actually done it in Supercross, I would have won a fairly nice chunk of money. So I finally bit the bullet, paid my $100, which costs, which hurt me dearly. I have a shrine to that $100 where I worship daily and just say sorry for leaving you. But hopefully, I'll be a big winner this summer. Round okay. one was terrible, but we, we move on. We, we move. 
How, how did it go for you? Who did you pick? I was 1,500th. <laughs> but, but out of the paid people, 131st. So I'm not... You can't win the title at the first round, but you can lose it. And I, I certainly didn't win it, but I certainly didn't lose it either. So we're on to Thunder Valley. So, By the way, don't expect much to happen on MX Vice over the next couple of months because that is taking up a lot of my focus. Yeah, thanks for that, Steve. My name's Lewis. Who did you pick? No, I was, I was not talking to you. Oh, okay. Well, I can't really explain, I can't really explain that because you won't understand how it works. So. Well, other people a, listening to this podcast might. Yeah, but a lot of people won't. So anyway, but yeah, no, I watched Pro Motocross. I like Pro Motocross. Uh, 450s was really good. I really enjoyed it. I thought 250s was all right. Um, I thought the track was good. I actually enjoyed like um, it was cool watching the faster people come through the field because they could literally go anywhere, any turn, any straight. There were so many different lines, which we we don't really get in GPs that much. So it was nice, quite nice to watch. No, it's good. It's fun watching racing. But, um, we will talk about that later on because there's actually a very specific question. So what we're doing this week, James? Um, in case you've forgotten, which highly, highly likely, is part two of the MXGP preview. Uh, yeah. With everyone outside of the big six. Ooh. What? Well, I was just trying to build it up. Oh. It's just a... Okay. I thought, did we do it to seven? No. Well, we didn't really talk about Cold Enough. We kind of placed him, but we didn't really talk about him. So I guess we start there. If you want to know what we think of Hurlins, Prado, Geyser... Caroli, Sewer, Feverett, listen to last week's. I mean, we'll probably touch on them again this week and next week because it's just so exciting. But, you know, we're, we're, giving, we're just spreading the love further down the order this time. Well, there we go. Um, so if you want to listen to uh, 7th onwards, um, then you could always skip through to next, year, next week's show. And where we'll we be previewing, uh, what, MX2? Uh, you, okay, you, your words made no sense then. This week, we're going to do part two of MXGP, which is everyone outside of the big six, and then next week, we'll do MX2 and Russia specifically. It's all planned. It's all planned. Okay, all planned, all planned. Uh, Just right. trying to build some MXGP hype here. Just trying my hardest. Okay, uh, did you want to do an overview for people who don't want to listen to last week's show? No. Well, I think we should. They're all great riders. They're going to do well. There's your overview. 69 for a lot of talk about those riders. 69. We're going to, otherwise, we're going to be here for ages because we're just going to start debating again. So it's I'm fine. Not. I was just, I literally just going to go over. Uh, do you know what I found really interesting? <sighs> You're just really inconvenient, to be honest, as a person. Can I just say what's really interesting? Go on. Okay. Listen to uh, Pulp and show last week. Have, well, hold on, hold on. You, first of all, you actually listened to that, which is surprising in itself. Have you ever listened to an Anstey in America podcast? Yep. Not yet. I'm getting okay. there. Brilliant. I'm getting there. Okay, just baby Brilliant. steps. It's just but, a, um, I, I asked you to listen to that to tell me what you think, but you just seem to not really give a shit. It's fine. Okay, um, so what was interesting, you were talking a little bit about GPs last week, and they were saying about uh, who would be where. Nobody picked Prado. Well, no, I've, it's I like said they completely it, I, forgot about Prado. Yeah, I said it last week. Everyone, I'm forgetting about Prado. Everyone, like, I don't know what it is. I, I have to actually force myself to think of Prado. Like, I don't know why, because I was high on hype for Prado at the end of last year. But for some reason now, I have to actually force myself to, oh, yeah, Prado's good. I don't know why. Yeah. But I don't think the fans see it that way because I put up a poll on MX Vice earlier this week. And, um, there was a lot of Prado picks, so 
I said I said it last week. If Prado wins the first round, there would be a bit of me that's a bit like, oh, that's a bit of a surprise, but it shouldn't be because it's Prado, but I don't know why. I think it's just because there's so much excitement about Hurlins and Geyser that it's almost unnatural to place a third person in there because you always hype up a duel, don't you? You're like, you never really hype up a freeway, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Steve mentioned that. Um, uh, I think it was Steve, maybe his pick was... Favorite. Oh, great. I'm really enjoying this Pulp MX show recap. Jesus Christ. Well, I, I just found it like just crazy that no one, no one thought about Prado. So there we go. So, okay, we'll leave it like that. But we, we did mention on last week's show, okay. uh, Hurlins Geyser, uh, Caroli, uh, February, um, Prado, and Seawer and Koldenhoff. That, those were the seven who we thought were going to be there or thereabouts. Well, top three, which are going to be there, there or thereabouts, and then there's four outside. But what you're interested in talking about this week, Lewis, is uh, Bogus, Van Horbeek, Tixier. That's a, that's a, no, no. Evans. No, no. Oh my God. Monticelli, Flanderen, okay, Tonus. Have you got a book or magazine with you? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that I'd infuriate you. You know what? I think I'm going to host this podcast for next week. <laughs> I think it's time. I'm just winding you up. You're so easy. You're highly strung. Have you had a massage lately? Right. Let's do this. Okay. Cold enough. So we, we kind of left it last week where I, I left him in his own little group. Seventh. Because I didn't feel like I could put him in the group of Caroli, Sua, Fevra because those are either world champions or four-time silver medalists. Wow. So like a, it's still a very exclusive category. Ooh, but he is a MXDN oh winner, though, isn't he? But then also, I didn't want to put him in the group of Watson, Olsen, Jonas, Evans, Vlanderin because I felt like that group was too young and too much of a up in the air. So Koldenhoff's in his own little group. And actually, I think that's where I kind of see him all year. Kind of like a bridge between the Hurlins and the Geysers of the world and the the rookies, kind of, and the sophomores and those sort of riders. I see him as just like sort of a bridge where sometimes he'll move forward and sometimes he'll go back in, like sometimes he'll move into that lead group and sometimes he'll go back into the other group. I just see him as like floating between those two groups from time to time. A bridge. A bridge. A bridge over troubled waters. I wouldn't say they're troubled. But, um... Do you know who sang that song? No. The question that I was thinking this week... Simon and Garfunkel. If you have to put money on it now, does Koldenhoff win a GP this year? Yep. Okay. Should we place that bet? Well, let's do that one. Do it. Do it. 50 quid? No, I'm not. So I didn't say no. I'm just 50 thinking. quid. Koldenhoff wins a moto this year. A moto? No. Cool. I bet it'd win a moto. All right. 50 quid. Koldenhoff wins a GP. Overall. Yeah, but the thing is, GPs is... I'll take that bet based on the current field. In two weeks' time, we could be doing a podcast where we're like, so, who's going to win the World Championship? Evo Monticelli or... 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 someone else that's who just, I can't think of right now. That's just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Well, no, like, I, my point is, injuries have really, like, just screwed things up the last two years. <sighs> okay. I didn't, we, we talked about that last week. I don't want that bet, so... But... I don't know. See, like, I don't know if I would put. I don't know if I would bet on him winning a GP right now. I think it's good that you're 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 positive about Koldenhoff. You actually think he could win it overall. This is good. 
I am. Um, well I done, you. He, I think he could on his day. I'm not going into every GP thinking Cold Enough could win today, but there will be one day or two days where I'm like, Cold Enough could win on this day specifically. You know what I mean? That's kind of where I'm at. Whereas I'm going to go into Russia and think, uh, Fevra, Sua, Caroli, Prado, Herlins, Geyser, any one of those could win. And then when I get to Os, there, I might be like, specifically, well, maybe not because Herlins is really good in the sand. Koldenov's quite good in the sand there as well, isn't he? Yeah. It? So is everyone. Listen, one thing about Koldenov, I think it's going to be cool to see him on a yam. But I can't believe I've got to wait until uh, round two. Well, it's kind of like... I'm kind, I'm, of, I'm kind of gutted that it's not... Uh, the, the round one should always be in like an accessible country, I think. What have you got against Russia? Russia's accessible? Not to everybody. Okay. Um, no, but I'm thinking like more of like a France, Italy, Belgium, Holland. You know, it's... No, I quite enjoyed Qatar and Argentina, so... Oh, fucking hell. I forgot I'm talking to you. You can keep your shit thoughts to yourself, as a rider once told me. Oh. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> You've kind of made me lose my train of thought. No, oh, the whole... I, I've kind, I feel like I've kind of lost the whole like seeing riders on new bikes now because like we've, they've either... First of all, it's, they've been on Instagram for like seven months. Yeah, I know, but it's seeing pictures and then they're seeing it with your own eyes. Well, I was fortunate, fortunate enough to go to Belgium and see Cold Enough on Yamaha with my own eyes as well as... Well, Yamaha, some so. of us get all the great jobs, don't they? That's the difference. Some of us got to stay in a fucking warehouse. I'm pretty sure the only people... Well, you don't work for MXIs, apart from this podcast. The only, I think the only people I saw I didn't see in Belgium were Caroli, Prado and Fevre. I saw every other rider. Except hmm. for maybe Bogus. No, I think I must have seen Bogus because I saw Jonas. Anyway, so that's that. Now the next group, which is really interesting to me: Watson, Olsen, Vlandering, Evans, Jonas. So this is your seven. This is my exciting group. Is this your seven, or is this your eight to twelve? It does, that doesn't matter. This is just a, they, these riders have been grouped as a spoiler slash. Any of these riders can win and podium. They're just not the established Carolis and Hurlings of the world. So, like, technically, technically, they would be a surprise, but they definitely can do it. So, these are the spoilers and the exciting riders. Okay, Any one of those groups you don't Watson, think can win. Watson, Olsen. Vlanderin, Evans, Jonas. Okay, agreed. Two rookies, two sophomores. And what and about Vlanderin? I literally said Vlanderin. Literally said him. Are you sure? Twice. Yes, 100%. Okay. I'm just, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. I'm going to ask you to really just listen to what I say for the rest of the podcast. It's like three weeks ago, you left out Prado. No. You did. I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay, please. I'm just we, gonna... we were talking about MSGP and you left out Prado three weeks ago. So I'm just, I'm just making sure you got Vlandering in there. Okay, brilliant. Oh, did you leave out Everts? No, he's retired, mate. It's kind well, of Liam hasn't, but I think he's a, bit, he's a bit too young for 450. So, any one of those riders you don't think can win? Idiot. No, I think, I think all of them are, all of them could potentially get a win. The only thing I'd have a question mark on is that obviously Blander is the only one not on a factory bike. That's the only thing that would make me like put Calvin in his own little category. But then that, answer, that question will answer itself after a couple of rounds because we'll see how good the Gebben bikes are this year. Obviously, last year, they started terribly and then ended up being quite okay. So, 
will they've like they're using the same suspension at KYB by technical touch, funnily enough, as they did at the end of last year. So no longer Solver, which everyone is happy about. And Strybos is obviously testing for them flat out. Like Jesus, Strybos seems to live in Italy at the moment. He's just been testing with Get and Athena and doing engine testing in Italy for like as long as I can remember, it seems like. So he is really like flat out on that side, which should translate to something. So maybe that isn't as much of a conversation that Calvin isn't on a factory bike. Maybe. Who knows, though? That's, that is kind of uh, proof is going to be in a pudding type deal. I mean, I'm just looking at last, last year's first two rounds in, in Vlanderen picked up one point. Uh, so you, I, you've got to think that it can't be any worse than that. He was, uh, he was coming off of an injury. Like he had, I think he had a week, two weeks on the bike. So, but, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, okay, really brilliant. On, That's a great analysis. Brilliant. You can't really go on last year's, you know, result as <laughs> that a That was not what you were saying at all. That's not what you. That was not your point. That was not your point. It was. <laughs> oh, I think Olsen is underrated, based on obviously there was a lot of Olsen hype in March when he won that Italian round. That was a while ago. The whole Italian championship thing feels like it was part of the 2020 season, not the 2021. So a lot of the excitement and hype that came from that has gone. Like Fevre, for instance, is racing this weekend in Ernay. And when I saw his name on the entry list, I was like, oh, good, finally. Fevre's finally going to race. That'll be interesting to see. And then I was like, oh, wait, no. He raced the Italian championship, which was 20 million years ago. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, while I've brought it up, this weekend is the ultimate pre-season race. I don't think it can ever get better than this. The first round of the French Elite Championship at Erne. Yep. I will just pull up the entry list for you. Please. Uh, my internet is quite slow. A bit like you. It is. Right. Jazakonis, Patrell, Jacoby, Herlins, Sewer, Monticelli, Bevra, Watson, Sewer, Jesus, there's a lot of names. Tonus, Flandering. Did I say Coldenoff? I think I did. Uh, Olsen said him. No, you said, I think you said Sewer twice. Tixia. Well, either way, he's okay. Sewer's not, Sewer isn't lining up on a gate twice. I'm sorry. Who knows? Could be his. Maybe Nathan Watson. Like, it is. Like, you've got Factory Yamaha, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki. What more? I feel like you can't ask for more than that. Did as you far say as Olsen? I can, yes. Okay, but you don't know who's racing there, so why would you ask that question? I, just, I thought you missed him off the list. And also, it's going to be streamed live for five euros on a Facebook page. I think the FFM Facebook page. They've got the camera crew in who do um, cycle cross. I don't know what that is. I literally have no idea what that is. I think that's where they go a little bit off-road, isn't it? They go on and off-road, I think. I imagine it's a French thing. And they do triathlons. So I imagine that the stream will be quite good. Erne is an easy track to film anyway. It's all right in front of you. Like It's not exactly like it dips out in and out of trees. So that is actually a very exciting part of this weekend. And then add in Thunder Valley, add in Canada Heights, Slovenian Championships on Saturday, Cold, uh, sorry, Geysers racing there. And I f- Oh, and the Italian Championship as well. It's this weekend. So is it 
there's definitely enough um, going on for it to get its last minute uh, racing in before Russia. Five, five worth paying attention to races this weekend. But why don't you talk about that, James, quickly? Why are I going to get my laptop charger, which I've just realized I don't have with me? Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, wait, let me set you off. Let me set you off. Uh, Jonas, talk, discuss. Okay. Uh, Jonas obviously coming back off of uh, a bit of a disaster year last year, which was ravaged by injury. Uh, we'll be back with Harry Everts looking good pre-season. Everything that we've seen is making him look like he's definitely a, a dark horse in the uh, MXGP championship. Uh, fully expect him to be around about four or fifth sip um, pretty much every, every GP. I think he's going to be a consistent uh, rider throughout the season. Lewis will probably say that's utter horseshit and that I'm talking out my ass. Hello. There Hi. again, I'm not Lewis Phillips. So I don't know what you said about Jonas. I would presume it's all rubbish. So this is, here we, this is where it gets interesting. I think Jonas should go in the Koldenoff category. I think Koldenoff should no longer be alone in that category. I think Jonas should go next to him. Well, whilst you were away, I did say that I, I expect Jonas to be around about a fourth, fifth, sixth consistently. You ready for this? What? Jonas wins a GP this year. Yeah, I wouldn't rule that out. I okay. wouldn't rule that out at all. I yeah. thought that was a wild... No, I, I, I know we've probably said this for like the last two years, but I think... I know that we've got the, the three at the front, but I think there's going to be a lot of new winners this year. Mm, I, w- I would not expect new winners until the field thins out a bit. I, Do you know, I think people start... like Watson and Olsen are just going to come out swinging like Evans did last year. Yeah, come out, come out swimming. Come out swimming. <laughs> swimming? <laughs> come out swinging, yeah. But that doesn't mean win straight away. Evans didn't win straight away. Evans didn't even get on the podium, but he came out swinging. I expect that. But I just think that for the first little bit, the wins will mostly go to guys at Hurlings Prado, which isn't exactly a wild prediction. That's the most like, straightforward prediction ever. Once the field starts to thin out a little bit, which will inevitably happen, that's when I think your Jonas Watson, Olsen's, Evans will start to, well, not all of them, obviously, but some of them will start to steal some wins, I think. I do believe I do I do believe that you are going to have it's not the win the GP wins aren't just going to go to guys of Hurlins Prado, Fevra, Sua, Caroli. I do no. believe there will be other riders, but I don't expect that anytime soon. No. I um, um sorry, go on. I I I agree with you, but I I wouldn't be surprised if if one of them sneaked the motor win. Someone outside that top 3. Anything, someone going down in the first corner, it could open up opportunity. The last time that we had a the last time that we had a GP winner that wasn't one of those six plus Koldenoff was 2018 to So we haven't really, despite all of the injuries, those six those seven have still taken all of the GP wins. Which proved which the point so, in it, so, in, so basically, in, two, in the last three years, 18, 19, and 20, uh, eight, eight riders have, have won all the motos. GPs, not motos. Oh, GPs, okay. I was talking about motos, not GPs. Oh. So bring that stat to us. Okay. He's old. Uh, DeSalle won a moto last year. Wait, last year there were not 10? 
Didn't Jeep yeah. win us? Yeah, see? Oh, won a Mo Odini in Latvia. Yeah, February. Sewer, Prado, Herlins, Geyser, Koldenoff, Fevre. Paul Lamb won a Moto in Lommel. DeSalle won a Moto in Trentino. And then Ferrari. But then uh, the year before that was mostly the same. Aside from Max got one. Jesus, that feels like much longer ago than Max was in GPs and the year before last. Oh, that feels like a lifetime ago. But anyway. Is it time for Max to come back? No. Okay. Why would he want to do that? I know. You kind of made me lose my train of thought again. Why was I looking up that stat? Oh, point being, it's going to be hard for other riders to get in there, but I think they, they will. I think there will be, well, there will was, be a first-time winner this year. I was saying that they will, and you were going against me until you just read that stat. No. What? That stat says they won't. No, that stat says there was 10 moto winners. Uh, okay, I... okay, we're just on different wavelength, aren't we? This is just I, I, okay. You're just every. It's like everything I say. You just shout back at me. Uh, but it's fine. I'm not shouting. I'm not Evans, shouting. it's just disappointed. Evans, discuss like what are your thoughts on difficult one. He's obviously been off the bike um, for a little while. I think it's still going to take him time to. Um, get that race fitness. I'm, I'm, I know he's probably been spending some time on the bike and stuff, but I think race fitness and, and, and bike fitness is, is two different things. So I, I think it's going to be slow and steady to start off with just to see where he is. I, I don't think we can expect him to come out swinging like he did at Matley Basin um, last year. Well, what do you think, Lewis? The funny thing is, um, Mitch hasn't really raced. Obviously, everyone was in lockdown last year. No one raced, but he was properly off the bike with his shoulder. Came back in Latvia, wasn't really ready to go and just kind of built up as he went along. And then come Spain time, he dislocated his wrist, broke his wrist, one or two, maybe both. And then that was, again, a very long process off the bike. When I last spoke to him, he said, uh, when, was, when did I speak to him? Three weeks ago? Was it longer ago? Let's say a month ago. When I spoke to him a month ago, he said he hadn't really started testing yet because he obviously had things delayed from the injury at the end of last year. So you're right in saying slow start, but I guess it just depends how slow. Latvia last year was a slow start. That was a very slow start. But then come Spain time when he got injured, he was battling for a GP win. So he can get... What, what was the difference between uh, Latvia and... That was two months. So say in two months' time, he's back to podiums, uh, battling for wins, that sort of stuff. It's not like the season's screwed up. It's just going to be a bit of a slower start. I think Spain was the, uh, was the best I've seen him. He no, just I, don't know, looked... I think Matley's be- Matley was better than a lot of people remember, I think. He ran down Herlins. Yeah, that, I mean, that was good. But I, I don't know, Spain, he just looked so good. Like... It just looked really before he before obviously he crashed. He looked really really good. Like, just looked like he. If if it wasn't for that crash, I, I think he would have just got better and better and better throughout the year. Well, there's was, was only six rounds left after that, but but it just it just seemed I don't know. I just just watching him just it just seemed like it was all clicking. Obviously, health is a thing, but. See, the hardest thing is, out of those five riders, Vlandering, Evans, Jonas, Watson, Olsen, how do you put someone at the head of that group? Because I can make a case for all of them. Yeah, easily. Evans, because of last year, like there were 
there were flashes of like ridiculous brilliance. It wasn't just, oh, he was good. There were flashes of like, oh my God, what? Like, this is unbelievable. Olsen won an Italian championship round, so happy days. Watson was unbelievable at Ling. Happy days. Put him at the top. Jonas is a world champion. Koldenoff can't say that. Watson can't say that. Olsen can't say that. Evans can't say that. Flandering can't. Like, Jonas is in rare... Sewer can't say that. Like, like Jonas is in rare company in this class where he is actually a world champion, which yeah. like, I feel like, okay, doesn't really mean much as in current potential, but I think it does mean something as in how far he can go. So then I'd want to put him at the head of this group. It's... I, this group, this is why this group's so exciting to me because it's just a toss-up of any one of these riders could win, any one of these riders could podium, and I would be like, cool. This is the ultimate, I feel like we don't normally have this, but this is the ultimate spoiler group where anything could happen. Okay, maybe not a world title. I, I would probably rule that out. But race to race, anything could happen. And I think actually, even between them, it should make for a little interesting battle uh, across the season. See, we've talked about these guys. Um, in, now that we've, we've spoken about them, should we talk about the guys who are literally just outside of that group? Well, that's hard because who the hell do you... Well, th- th- there's a couple of riders who I think are on the brim of, the, of those group and are going to be kind of trading places. And the two which stick out for me are Bogers and Tonus. Um, Tonus obviously being on the, the new Yamaha team, which is the, I can't remember what it's called. Hosletler. Hosletler, the, the, the IXS team. Out of Switzerland, but they're based in Belgium, aren't they? I think so. And also um, Bogers, who looked really good the last few races of the season. I was thinking about this this week as well. First of all, Bogers isn't racing Russia. He's got tendonitis in his arm, so he's having surgery today, actually. And then... Uh, he'll be back for Matley. I think that's 100% that he'll be back for Matley. So he won't, he's the first MXGP rider to go out with injury. Well, I guess it was always going to happen. That didn't last long. But um, whenever we've talked about surprises, I was, at first I was picking Watson, and then I felt like I talked about that enough, so I picked Jonas, and then I felt like I talked about that enough. I think I would go as my third surprise, my third, like, third place surprise of the year. I think I would go Bogus. Mm. Because... Okay, Bogus with HRC was horrific it was, in every sense of the word. It was not good. The worst you could possibly imagine a two-year factory contract going. That, that must have been completely down to the mental pressure of being on a factory team, like a factory or on a team. his foot injury that ruled him out for an entire season. Yeah, that didn't help. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but he did, he did manage one second place in a muddy, was it? Mantova Man- Man- 2019. Yeah. yeah. That was the only shining light. So that so there's stink around him because of those two seasons with HRC. Like people have formed an opinion, and like once you obviously form an opinion, it's hard to go away from that. So there is that stink around him. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't say a stink. Well, no, like you know, it's a saying, isn't it? It's just like it's just a thing that people can't get past perception. But last year he was actually really good, and he, he was, was on really a satellite. He was on a satellite. KTM team, which is by no means like great, like no, by no means a standing construct gas gas factory racing. He was on pole in Lommel. So I don't know. But then when I say this is a problem, the field's so deep that yeah, Bogus is going to be a surprise. Well, yeah, 
And the, but the best he can probably do is ape in a moto. Like at the moment, with everyone, uh, with, every, with everything as it is, I can't see him going higher than ape. But that's good in this. If he can beat, if he can beat any one of the Watson, Olsen, Vlandering, Evans, Jonas group, then that's good. But that also doesn't equal a top three. That equals a top ten. And the other wild card, which you genuinely don't know uh, what one's going to turn up, is got to be Monticelli on a factory Kawasaki. Because on his day, you know, he start, his starts are good. I saw him in Belgium. And... I'm guessing it wasn't great. It wasn't great. I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't... Mm. I, wasn't I wasn't, like, boarding a, a, a Monticelli wagon at any point. Uh, his wagon would be fun, though. I'd be interested to. I'd be interested be, to. That that would be a lot of fun. I'd like to go on that. On the, if there's any room on that wagon, I bet the party is hard. I'd be interested to see what his starts are actually like on a Kawasaki. If he is just getting hole shots just as much as he was uh, on a KTM and a Gas Gas, or if they've gone away, that will actually be interesting. But again, he 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 has the potential to do something this year. Well, yeah, but do something. What does that mean? To get a podium. No. Do you want to bet? What, of his starts? I, I what, 5,000 pounds. What, so <laughs> you're going to pay me five grand if he if gets Monticelli a podium? If Monticelli gets a podium, an overall podium. I tell you what, Monticelli, if you're listening to this, <laughs> we'll go halves on two and a half grand each, and what a weekend that will be. Actually, not a weekend. What a night that will be. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Are you taking the bet? Yeah, but I'm not paying you five grand. You can pay me five grand. Okay, well, let's set the, let's set the bar at a nice level then. 50 quid. <laughs> All right, 50 quid. Monticelli gets a podium. <laughs> Why would you choose to bet against me on Watson getting a podium, but then bet for Monticelli getting a podium? Like, that's strange logic. <laughs> odds are not in your favour at this point in the year for you to win your money back I like craziness it's good okay okay no I think I would definitely put um, uh, Bogus probably at the le- at the top end of that next group but I'll tell you actually two people who I thought of after last week's show who I didn't mention Nathan Alberto Ferrato I didn't put in the 32 riders I listed I didn't even include him that's, that's, but that doesn't surprise me because you're not a fan of him. You're well, a no, I just, I just forgot that he was racing MXGP. Poor Al. And then maybe the ultimate dark horse who probably won't do anything because of the team he's on is Lorenzo Lucercio. Yeah. Did I see he, he had a good result the weekend? Yeah, but it was in like the Czech championship. Right? He was the only one there. Oh. But he's on JD Gunnicks. So it's like far from... Oh. Which is the team what Starry was on. Yeah, and left. Hmm. But if he can get into a place where he's kind of reasonably happy, then he can do... He can get in the mix. I'm not saying he can get top 10, but he can get in the top 15 mix and like with the Simpsons of the world. Like that's another rider who, so including the 32 riders I listed last week, then add in Frato, then add in Lucercio, 
And actually, I don't even think I put Cloche in there. That's 35 riders. How is that even possible? I don't know, but you just mentioned Sean Simpson. And it, do, you, do you think, has he, he started a little bit slow? Yes, very. Because the results aren't quite there on the UK scene, are they? No, it's just chasing setup by the looks of it. And chasing setup hard. Yeah. So we will see, I guess. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah, fingers crossed for Sean that he gets that sorted because... Um, but again, we, where does a, we, where does we a rider be, like Sean fit in? But we should be talking about him being in that pack. What pack? In the whole Watson Olsen no, pack. No, 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 no. Hold your bloody horses. Really? Outside of that pack? Not, no, yeah, really. I don't even think people can get pissed off at me for saying that. Just outside of that pack, sure. Not in it. These are factory riders. Sean's not a factory rider. I'm not saying that. He's a... F- but, but I still think he's what capable of a about, top... Willis? I still think he's capable of a top five. Yeah. On his day. But if you're looking... If you're playing... If you're putting the field into order now and like looking at potential over a season, I wouldn't put him in the Watson, Olsen, Jonas, Evans category. But, like, first of all, they're all rookies, sophomore, or sophomores. Except for Jonas, who is whatever you call a third-year person. I don't know what the saying is for that. Simpson's at a completely other end of his career. Like, I don't think that's a... So you throw in Simpson around the same place as Van Horbeek? No, I'm playing... Well, yeah. Or Bogers. Or what, the rest. Like, it's a crapshoot with the rest of them. They can, they'll finish 11th or they'll finish 25th. I mean, I don't think Van Horbeek Bogers is going to finish 25th, but you know what I mean? Like, that group, is the, the, outside of those riders, it's just basically a shambles. Like, anyone can finish anywhere. You can be yeah, whoever you, you want to be. Put, maybe define shambles, that you're not well, calling a, them a shambles. You're no, calling... a shambles as in, like, one, 11, 25 no motor scores, 20, Yeah, there's no structure. motor scores. Yeah. yeah. I think you should... You've got to be careful with the way you say things because you might um, annoy people. Well, people know what I mean. No, it's just, like, outside of that, that, that sophomore rookie group, anyone can do anything in that group. But you got, That's you, just a big, like... It is. You've got Sterry, Pacharel, bloody um, Lupino. You've got Jazakonis, Chervelin. It's Jacoby. I should say, I haven't really put Jazakonis anywhere. We don't you know would, what Jazakonis yeah, is coming you would back. Prob- you would probably put Jazakonis in the Jonas or in the Cold Enough group even, but I've kind of just not, I've kind of just left him out of everything because like, in his own time, he will come back and we will see. Yeah. There's no point, like, there's no point trying to guess or trying to, or like, putting pressure on or doing the opposite or whatever. Like, we're, in time, we will see. There's no point right now trying to guess, I think. I think that's just, I think it's disrespectful. So that's why I've not just realized, because that's quite bad that he hasn't been mentioned, but for good reason, for like, for reason, obviously, that he's yeah. coming back from something serious. Exactly, and we yeah. will see. I mean, we haven't paid expectations on him. Yeah. Just being on a bike is, is a good thing. On that note, let's wrap this one up for part one. And we could always come back and talk about uh, the rest of the MXGP class after, if you'd like to, Lewis. We've got a lot of questions on MXGP, so we'll probably just go into those. Okay. Well, you're the boss. A huge thank you to Fly Racing. Fly Racing's redefined expectations and safety and performance with a Formula helmet. 
Test on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring rail technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's Advanced Impact System, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. When only 1,290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. So we'll be back for part you are listening to the MX Vice Show. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, LIAC continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free LIAC bulletproof velocity goggles, LIAC has you covered. Shop LIAC's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. Brox Racing Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the high-level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of Prox's parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Evenstrokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rayon technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's Advanced Impact System, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the formula helmet has changed the game. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 70 of the MX Vice Podcast Show. 70. This just sounds crazy. I was actually on the line uh, racing the weekend, Lewis, and... Um, there's quite a few people that uh, listen to us, believe it or not. Oh, so I, didn't, I hope they didn't ask you anything about MXGP or ask you to give you an opinion. No, it's just line choices, just okay. just line choices in, in racing. So, just us riders who ride, you wouldn't know about that. Part two is brought to you by Technical Touch with an air oil separated closed cartridge design that is well known in the MX world. The KYB factory kit suspension from our friends at Technical Touch was perfected on one of the toughest tracks in the MXGP series. You too can experience the best in suspension like Jeremy Seawer and Ben Watson. And close to home, visit www.technical-touch.com, KYB-authorized-dealer, to find an authorized KYB by Technical Touch dealer in your country. Take your ride to the next level. And that reminds me, Lewis, that is what I was lacking severely on, uh, on m- Monday was my setup. Obviously, my body was, was one issue. Uh, but the other thing was my suspension. I've got to get my suspension done. I believe there are two or three uh, authorized dealers in the UK. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get on it. I'm, gonna, I'm ordering the parts and uh, Brad Turner is going to do the work for me. So I'm going to order the parts from Technical Touch and, uh, and get it done. You know, when you're racing in the Vets 45 class, mate, you, you've got to, you can't take any chances. 
What results did you get? Uh, I got a 29th, a 29th, and a 27th. Out of? 42. Well, that's illegal. How can I have more than 40 on a well, line? Yeah, we, we do. We're, we're down our neck of the woods. Uh, but in my group, uh, there was only 10 over 45. So we had to go in with the 35s and uh, C1 juniors. So it's a, it a, it a big old mix-up. Did you shoot yourself when you found out you were going in with faster people? Jesus Christ, honestly. Uh, the 35-class the winner, Darren Bamwell, he was four seconds off the experts. That's how fast he was. Just ridiculous. Just sandbagging for the fun of it. 35-plus class. I, well, I'm just looking forward to 50 plus. That's what I'm working towards. It starts now, well, Aren't we all in this it big It starts world? now. I think, I think we're all working towards yeah. 50 plus and it's all great. Do you know, if, uh, if uh, shit goes back to normal, I'm going to go over and do the, um, the Vets World Championship. <laughs> Would you even get up the hills? Fuck off. Serious? Fuck off. A serious question. You've just told me you finished 29 at Marshfields. I'm now questioning whether you have the ability to get up the hills. I don't think I'd be able to. Well, I'm quite amazing. When it comes to riding, do not put me in the same bracket as you. <laughs> Jesus nah, Christ. I'd, I'd, I'd get up there fine. It's just you I'm worried about. You've got little legs as well, haven't you? So if things start to go a bit wobbly halfway up. <laughs> You're such a prick. Uh, okay. You want to go straight into Liat? Yeah, we've got a lot of questions. I tried to leave some out, but I kind of struggled to pick out of these i'd struggle to leave any out because i thought they were quite good so okay liat protecting riders from head to toe check out liat.com for more known for producing the world's most effective neck braces liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe no matter whether it's the new 2021 4.5 boot which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point or the all-new 7.5 helmet of 360 turbine technology and free bulletproof velocity goggles. Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. Interesting fact, Lewis. Uh, I tested out the Liat Carbon Brace weekend. Also, Liat Armor and 7.5 helmet. So, uh, I've got to be honest. Was it 7.5 or was it 9.5? Hmm, I think it might be 9.5. But anyway, I didn't even know I had a net brace on. I haven't worn a net brace for 12 years. And um, I put a net brace on and it's freaking awesome. What, 12 years? So the first one you would have had then was probably the very first Liat. Yeah. And that would have been about that time, surely? Yeah, and holy shit, what a difference. Literally, it was so comfortable. I didn't even know I had it on. But riding-wise, just felt good. And, and I just felt, after listening to that Dr. Chris Liat podcast, it just really made me think. And I just felt, I felt like I ticked all the boxes in making sure that if anything went wrong the weekend or on Monday, that uh, I had everything. I was wearing everything that I should be. I even wore a kidney belt. Did you ever wear a kidney belt, Liz? Yeah, I always wear a kidney yeah, belt. Yeah, me too. I actually wear it now because it actually uh, makes me look thinner. So I, it's, it's, you know, a little bit about like mindset, but also uh, it holds everything in for me now. You say that like big advancement from 12 years ago, last time you wore a neck brace, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, 12 years ago, I believe there wasn't even an iPhone out. And if there was, it was probably quite different to the iPhone now. So similar technology. In the technology field, you, you expect those advances. So it's obviously going to happen in the neck brace sphere as well. In 12, 12 years ago, you were at an all-boys school. 
and 12 years on, look at how things have changed. Uh, I don't even know where I was 12 years ago. I thought, um, you, I thought you went to an all-boys school, secondary school. You'd have been, I've been in middle school. You'd have been 13. Ago. What is middle school? That's American, like, isn't it? Year seven. I think I might be in year seven. No, it's secondary school, weren't you, idiot? 13. What? Right, you're 25. You're 25. I don't think this is something that people want to hear about. Like, I don't think this matters. You're 25. If you take away 12, that equals 13. Crazy, I know. Okay. Count, I'm raising my hand as one of the thousands of people listening to this who couldn't give a shit. Oh, they, they do. They, they, okay. they do. They want to know about little Lewis. On with the questions. How's Dougie? On with the questions. Okay. Right then. Are you ready? I was ready for about 20 minutes. All right, go. You're a bit touchy today, aren't you? Jesus. It's like doing a podcast with a Tasmanian devil. At Chris United 93, will we have a possible unfault of winner in round one? Everyone is putting the usernames in predicted slots, but what about someone like Fevre to win or Seaware in MXGP and Renault or Hoffer in MX2? I've got my faults. You go. Well, I, I definitely think a Renault or Boirame could, could easily win a GP this year. You know when we do the armor, you smarter than a birth, and you always tell me that I didn't make the question clear enough? Will we have a possible unthought of winner at round one? Yep. Yeah. Round one. Yeah, Boirame. <laughs> or Renault. <laughs> okay. And do you know what? They might even carry that on after round one. Maybe Chris, maybe Chris United 93, round two, we might have an unthought of winner. Round one is the most ridiculous hard pack in the world. Like, you, I don't think you can possibly get a more harder track. Great for the French. So, Fevre is... You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he won, but if he's going to go in the category of unthought winner... The thing is... Will he beat guys on hard pack, though? The thing is, he was close. To, he battled with guys straight up in Trentino last year. So by that logic, why can't he do it this year? But for some reason, I, I need to see it to believe it again. Prado. That's not an unthought of winner. Prado. I think... I'm trying to think. Sewer. Sewer. Did Sewer win round one? He hasn't actually won a GP straight up yet in MXGP. He's obviously got one win, but that was um, Mantova one last year, and it came up on the back of like penalties to other riders and stuff. I can't actually remember who the original winner was. Fevre would be my pick over Sewer. I think Fevre could win round one. Yes, yes, yes. I'll, I will go. He could win one round one. I will go there. MX2, I think anyone besides Viao or Gertz is an unthought of winner, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I agree. Anyone, like, yeah, I agree. All year, not round, all year, everyone is going to expect Viao and Gertz to win every single week and win the title. So anytime that doesn't happen, which is obviously going to happen at different points, everyone's going to be like, oh, a different winner. That's interesting. That's surprising. Yeah. So I think there's more, it's more likely to happen in MX2, but Renault for sure. I would almost bet on Renault winning round one as it is. Beniston, probably not, but maybe. Beaten, maybe. I mean, Kaida Wolf, maybe. Like the MX2 class outside of Viao and Gertz is such a like, who knows? And to be fair, it even is a little bit with Viao and Gertz because who knows what Gertz is going to bring this year. Like if Gertz doesn't crash as much, 
and he's got the same speed, then that could change the face of the class completely. So, MX, I, to be honest, I've got to be honest, I'm struggling to get as excited for MX2 this year. But I think that's why, because everyone is looking at it going in as a Viao and Gertz show, and it's like Viao and Gertz every week. But there are a lot of riders who can win it week, each week, and I think uh, Beaton and Mostike are like number one and two or to get into that group. If you're looking... Actually, no. You'd put Renault there as well. Renault, Beaton, Moostike can all sort of get in there. I think they all win GPs this year, for sure. No doubt about that. But I think they can get in there on a consistent basis so that it does impact the points at the end of the year. I know you're a little bit kind of downtrodden on MX2, but I'm quite excited about the championship. I just need to see that it is wild. Because if... I'm not going to lie. If Fial goes 1-1 in MX2 at the first round, that's not going to help. No. But you know that he is a good hard pack rider. And there is a yeah, good oh, chance... It could happen. Yeah, there is a good chance that he could sweep 1-1 one, one, round 1. And Matterley? Great round Matterley. <laughs> like, yeah, so there's a good chance... Majora? Would you put Majora against Fial? Probably not. Well, no. <laughs> so there's a good chance he could, go, he could sweep or, you know... But who knows? But it's up, to, it's up to everybody else to raise their game, and I think they are doing that. I think the gap's going to be a lot closer this year. I, I just, I, I have a feeling that it could be a lot more wild than people thought, but I too need to see it to believe. Yeah, I, I, just, I just, how, how much more can, can Viao get faster or, or consistent on that bike? Because he's pretty much there already. Maybe he's peaked at his 250 performance. The, uh, the interesting thing is, is have the rest of the field. We will see. Hmm. Okay. Right. Are you ready for another question? Yeah, sure. Okay. At CR Dory. Hello, Colin. Good job, lads, on the content, uh, apart from Lewis. Last week, you talked about Geyser having to take advantage of the more hard pack tracks of the first two rounds. But have we forgotten his improvement in the sand? Matt Sherlins and Valkensvart had dominated Lummel. There we go. I don't think when... I think we kind of touched on this last week a little bit. I don't think we're saying, or I don't think I'm saying that he needs to take advantage of the hard pack in the way of he, when we get to the sand, he's going to go 6-7. I just mean that there's a good chance that when we go to the sand, Hurlings will go 1-1 and Geyser might go 2-3. And that's an eight-point swing right there. And then lap, and then it, go, it goes Latvia. So say Latvia, Hurlings goes 1-1. Geyser goes 3-2, which is perfectly reasonable. That's an eight-point swing. And then the following week, we go to Oss, an even sandier track. Say the same thing happens there. That's a 16-point swing over those two weeks. And that's not Geyser sucking in the sand. That's Geyser being just off of Hurlings. So... That's why I think Geyser needs to maximize, maximize opportunities on these hard pack tracks because even if he, do, even if he goes 2 2, if he goes 2 2 2 2 at Latvia and Oss and Hernandez goes 1 1 1 1, that's a 12 point swing. So if he can get ahead of that early, that puts him in a nice little position to not have to fret and not have to ride over the limit, which could lead to crash. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying the geyser in the sand is going to go 8-8 and he's going to lose 25 points in one weekend and he needs to build like I'm just saying it's very realistic to think the hurlings could go 1-1 and geyser could be 3-3 free, free. like very nice yeah. a very good result but you lose you're still losing points Prado 2-2 exactly 
and then the rest of the 20 million riders who can do something, right? Yeah. It's stacked. At Aryan Meester 97. I think I've Ar- Aryan, Arjan, Arman Meester 97. Which riders are going to be disappointed with the results in Russia, MX2 and MXGP? Who is going to be disappointed? I mean, will I mean the, the, the riders who are coming in with injuries or getting over injuries, are they going to be disappointed? Or are they just going to be happy to be back on the bike and Right, because you got to think that uh, with like Evans coming in a bit rusty, Jazakonis. I mean, I wonder what their expectations are, and then will there be pressure because they'll be thinking that everybody expects him to be up front. Alberto Ferraro. You think he's going to be a disappointment? He won't score points at Russia. Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay. Um, There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of excitement from people about him on a 450, and I think it'll be a baptism of fire to begin with. Hmm. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, dis- but really sorry. Disappointments. Hard pack Russia. Hmm. I don't know. That's a tough one. It's a good question. I, it's hard to pick an MX2 because MX2 is not deep enough where like, even if a rider has a bad day, they can still finish top 12. Like one, if a leading rider has a bad day, they can still finish top 10. Like, it's not like MXGP where if you're 20% below your best level, you're 15. Hmm. Uh, I would probably go with... Hmm. Maybe Rubini. MXGP. Well, he is coming in behind the eight ball because um, he had a back injury. Uh, I think he's back on the bike now, but only just. Yeah. Is Boutron still racing? It's not on the entry list. No way. I don't believe it. I thought he was, though, so I don't really know. The year about Boutron. I mean, what, what about Guillo? He was quite good towards the end of last year, and hard pack is his bag, so... Yeah, so... Yeah. He'll score points. I don't think you can ask for more than that. Yeah, same as Pacharel. You've got to believe he'll, he'll score points. Um, what about young Pichon? Is he on the entry list? No. No, okay. May I recommend looking at the entry list? Mm, I like to, to, to go wild sometimes and just, just fly by the seat of my pants. Anyway, I think we're good with that question. Next question. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say Monticelli then. Uh, hard packs his bag. Yeah. I just, is that a factory Kawasaki? I think it probably just needs to get the first race over and done with. And then, the, then the pressure's off. Expectations, hey? Factory Kawasaki. Ah, he probably wouldn't give a fuck. He'd just be like, yeah, whatever. Okay. I'm just going to go out and smash it. What do I know? I can't even pick an MXGP person. Okay, brilliant. Next question. It's a good question, that one. Good question. At Lobby Dabassi. That's Lobby Dabassi. Lobby Dabassi. Uh, you're Lobby Dabassi. Do you think Herlins is going to play the points game? That's not his question. Uh, should I just do Greg Wilcox? You've just re- you've read somehow you re- somehow you've read out one name and then read out someone else's question next to that it's name. To be honest, I don't know how that's possible. Exactly, it's a talent I possess. At Labidabasi, what are your expectations of PJ Forty One? Seems to like the bike. Well, hundred percent podiums, hundred percent, no doubt about that. It's out there, but yeah, he can win a GP this year. Why not? 
There we go. I mean, who, we don't even really know what he's like because he hasn't ridden in, he hasn't raced in uh, 15 months. Lewis is high on Jonas. High. I think everyone is. If you talk to people in the paddock, everyone who's been around practice tracks and stuff has all commented on him looking quite good. There we go. There we go. Labida Bassi. Labida Bassi. At Greg Wilcox, 28, do you think Hurlins is going to play the points game or go balls to the wall like usual? Hmm. The thing is, Hmm. I think he'll go play the points game until someone passes him, then it'll be all balls out. Can you do both? Because I kind of feel like he's going to do both. Yeah, I kind of think he was going to do both, but I'm not even sure how to explain that. Like, I think that there will be balls to the wall motos, and there will be playing the points game motos. And I think, I think both will be done at the right moments. I think he'll recognise when it's a play the points moto, and I think he'll recognise when it's a, you know, like... Let's go for this kind of thing, Moto. Okay. At Dive MX, is the Nations, if it goes ahead, 100%, 100% going to be held at Mantova? Nothing against Mantova, but in my opinion, it's not a big enough venue for the event. Roger de Costa said he spoke to someone from the FIM a week ago, and they said that the plan is still 100% for the Nations to go ahead and all of that. Yes, 100% going to be at Mantova if it runs. I too am, was surprised when it came out. Um, if they're restricted on fans' numbers, which I presume they will be, Mantova will probably be okay. Can you imagine a I nation guess? with restricted people? That would just be ridiculous. Well, well, Mantova would be the ideal place because it's so everyone would be so crammed in, you wouldn't really notice. Mm. If anyone wants to go to Mantova, stay in Verona. It's like a forty-five minute drive from the track, but at least then you get like restaurants and like a proper experience of it. Proper experience. It's, it's 100% full steam ahead as normal at the moment. And at Mantova. If, if anybody's listening to this podcast and you ever take any travel tips from Lewis, then you're mental. The area around Mantova isn't that great. So if, they go, if, if people want to go for a proper weekend and stay in a nice, like a proper hotel and mm. stuff, to be honest, I don't think, you, I think that's your only option at this point because I believe everything's sold out around the track. If you do need to know uh, where you can get a good margarita, or a cheeseburger without cheese, then speak to Lewis. At PWAS0706, do you know when or if there might be another GP in the USA? Given that you are the chief tourism officer for uh, USA, Lewis, when is it going to happen? I'd imagine it'll be quite a while now. I can't, I can't really see an opportunity on the horizon. They tried, didn't they? They tried. I'd love for WW or Charlotte to go back, though. Or even Glenn any of them. They're all so good. But I'm sure it swings around aboutts. It comes, it goes. At the moment, it's gone. It will come again, and then it will go. Hopefully, it will. At Chris Matthews, if Tomac finishes a series as the second-best American 450 rider, does he get picked for the Nations, season as he'll, seeing as he'll be straight onto a Yamaha? There, not is, there is not a flying chance. But he will be doing the Yeah, I've got a feeling there's more chance of me riding for Team USA than there is Tomac. There's literally about 0.001% chance, I'm yeah. afraid. He, yeah. He actually has a legitimate excuse this year, so... What's the legit, legitimate excuse to us? He's moving to Yamaha. Yes, there we go. At Phil White 192 do we have any insider info on how Max is feeling on the bike? I know it's stacked this year, but it seems he got off to a better start last year, last year as a Supercross hangover. 
I thought the rough track would play into his advantage. I did too. After Thunder Valley, there's a weekend You off. are the Max Whisperer, so tell us. Oh, I was actually just doing that, and then you interrupted me. After Thunder Valley, there's a weekend off, and then we should be uh, making... We should make some progress. We'll be recording a podcast with Max next week, um, so... At Max Woody 18, did Lupino speed surprise you at Pala? Yeah, for sure. Bloody hell. Not in the motos, obviously, but in qualifying, yeah. But then, he has been all right in pre-season races. Like, he beat Koldenoff. He, he did beat Koldenoff in uh, Italy for one moto. I mean, I don't know what the hell this means in the grand scheme of things at all. Is Lupino the best of the rest, like, on Boga's level in MXGP? I wouldn't think so. At Hekian, oh, fucking hell. It's a fucking Dutch Lewis. Every week, funny enough, Dutch Lewis gets a question in. How many winners will we see in the 450 class in pro motocross this year? I don't know, Lewis. How many will we see? Answer your own question. Paul Henk sends in multiple questions a week. It's and I always you. pick the best one. You're Henk Lewis. So we've got, so we've had Ferrandis. Sexton, yes. That's two. Cincerello, yes. That's three. I would say Tomac, yes, but kind of don't feel confident at all about it in any way, shape or form. But I kind of feel like you'd have to say Tomac, yes, because that would be very bold otherwise. But someone's got to come off this list because you'd automatically say Sexton, Cincerello, Tomac, Webb, Osborne, Roxon. One, two. Sexton, Cincerello, Tomac, Webb, Osborne, Roxon. That's seven, eight if you add Ferrandis, who's already won, so that has to go in there. And there's not going to be eight winners in 12 rounds. I'm, I'm going to go... Are we talking about moto wins or Jeep? No. Overalls. In, just, in, uh, just for future reference, write it on your hand. Everyone talks about overalls in every sense. I don't know. Like, anytime there's a conversation, we're talking, everyone's talking about the overalls. I like race wins. Okay. Start a podcast called Race Win Central, then. Okay. Good name, that one. Jot that one down a minute. I was going to say, I think AC's going to win a round. Osborne's going to win a round. Webb's going to win a round. Webb's going to come good. Muskin's going to win a round. Uh, Sexton's definitely going to win a round. Barsha win a round. Oh, Barsha, there you go. That's nine in 12 yeah. rounds. If you really want to go on like people who should. Yeah, yeah I think, I think I we're going to have multiple, multiple winners. I will limit it to someone's got to be left out here, so I'll, I'll do their hard job. Verandis, Sexton, Cincerello, Webb, Osborne. I don't really want to do six because I don't think you're going to have six winners in 12 rounds because that's ridiculous. But I'll go Roxon. So no Tomac, no Max I don't think Tomac's going to win. No, neither. I didn't. I, I said Tomac to begin with because you feel like you have to say Tomac because who wouldn't? But you, I didn't want to say Tomac because I question a lot. At AJ Ward 16, think anyone that listens to the podcast would follow MA. So maybe a weekly 10-minute slot stateside during outdoor weekends, especially when we don't have GP weekends. I could talk all day about pro motocross. All day. I loves it. I, I mean, I've been meaning to look this up, but I think from this point on until like November, I'm pretty sure we have either a GP or an outdoor at least on every single weekend. I'm pretty sure. I haven't looked, but off, like going off in my, in my head of what I know of each calendar, I'm pretty sure there's no weekend where we have neither at any point. I think the first time that we will have nothing in the sense of GP, well, yeah, just nothing, 
is there's a weekend off after Trentino, which is the last weekend this, in this October. Is, this is the news I need. This is what I want to hear. Talk to me more about this. I've kind of got it in my head that, like, this is it now. Buckle up, because we're in deep from this point until November, which is a long... Like, that's kind of what I'm... That's kind of where my head's at, because it's about to start... Well, there's six races this weekend that are all, like, worth paying attention to. How are you going to watch and all, all of them? All of them have live streams. And to be honest, I have no idea what I'm going to do because normally I would share the live stream for people on MXY's thing so people can watch. But I can't share all six because that's ridiculous. So I don't know. I genuinely don't know how to like give you this information, people. You can have six like laptops in your room. I don't know how to give people this information. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a weird weekend. I don't really know what you to could do. Have, but... You could have Piney on one laptop giving you updates. You could have Elliot on another and Dougie on the other one. How about that? Okay. That sounds great. 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 Well, that's it. That's it for Liat Ask Vice Anything. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it's their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet with 360 turbine technology and free bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear at www.liat.com. I'm going to let Lewis rest, and we'll be back in five. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Caster has been the secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory-level riders like Michael Essie, who won the 2020 two-stroke world championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label racing caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop Blenzel's full line of 2T and 4T racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow them at Blenzel on Instagram. Instagram. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to the MX Vice Show, episode 70. This section of the show is brought to you by Prox Performance Parts, who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. I uh, picked up two uh, Prox parts the other day, Lewis. One made in the UK, one made in Japan. I didn't realize. There we go. There we go. Two different parts, two different made. So, they, you know, best places. They literally find the best places in the world to manufacture those parts and get it done. I wonder if, you know what? 
GP this year when there's fans. I reckon we should do a competition. Whoever can spot the most Prox logos in the pits wins Ooh, something. Like because there's so many of them dotted around on different mudguards. But if you can find, like, seek out all of the mudguards that have the little Prox sticker on the front, then the person who ticks off the most, I guess you'd have to send in a photo or something. Or I like something. that. Wins a prox package or something. That'd be quite cool. I like that. Yeah. I'll speak to Anton and I'll, I'll, I'll um, orchestrate Yeah, chain and sprockets or a top-end rebuild. I'm not sure if fans will actually be allowed in the pits at any point this year, though, which is mm. could ruin it. But maybe towards the end yeah. of the year. I mean, we said the same thing last year, but maybe. Yeah, hopefully. That'd be good. Yeah, like it. Like it. Uh, good company, good parts. I need to get the uh, KX250F dialed in with some new prox parts this week. Get a little upgrade going. Okay, before the uh, break, obviously we were talking about the, the AMA. Are you ready to do this game this week? We're actually doing the Planet Motor Bombshell of the Week. Something that you struggle to remember okay. most times. I just, I just like to be a bit of a free spirit. Okay, Planet Motor Bombshell of the Week. Go, Lewis. Oh, here's one. I almost tweeted this. Quite funny. It's quite random, but so is most of the Planet Motor Bombshells I come out with. So I got a message yesterday from Hotel Ontario. And I was like, hmm, I'm not going to Canada anytime <laughs> soon. So I clicked it, and it turns out it's in the Czech Republic. And it turns out that it's the hotel I booked for Locket in July. Uh, as everyone else in a paddock does, sometime in the off-season, I book a hotel for every single round. Quite a normal thing yep. to do. And this hotel texted me. I was like, strange. The message says, <laughs> hello, sir. I would like to ask you if you are really going to come to our hotel <laughs> because you made this reservation in February and I'm just asking if you are really going to turn up. Thank you a lot, hotel manager. Just what a bizarre thing. <laughs> like, how bizarre? Wow. Like, why? I booked it in February. I'm not going for another two months. Why now has he sat there and gone, I wonder if he's really going to come? <laughs> that's, that's, but, Bizarre. That is really bizarre. I'm just trying to get my head around that. Maybe they they maybe yeah. they're getting a lot of inquiries now because of the GP. I highly doubt it. I highly because there's so many hotels around there. I highly, highly doubt it. But how weird. It's such a it's written in such a like scared little like, please let me know. Like, are you really coming? Are you sure? I'm just like, trying to think about what hotel we stayed at, which I don't was that Bulgaria, which was quite dodgy? I think it might have been Bulgaria. Probably. Yeah. As as bombshells go, that was more of a rumble than thunder. I wanted to tweet it because I thought it was so random, but then I didn't know if privacy law would allow me to tweet it. Mm, I don't know. Have you got one? Can I beat that bombshell of the week? Well, I would have gone the planet mode bombshell of the week as fucking Lupino turning in fourth in qualifying. That's a bombshell. Because no one's seen that coming. No one. I think my bombshell would be your performance on the podcast this week, which has been nothing short of a Tasmanian devil. i, I got to be honest. Um, you've come in, you've whirlwinded around from side to side, topic to topic, all over the map, and just yeah, whirlwinded well, around. Th- there's that famous saying. Um, if only I had a Tasmanian devil sound drop. There's that famous saying, um, I come here to fuck shit up. And that's, you know, what I feel like I do on this podcast show, like where you bring... No, that's very much not. ...the professionalism, and you really, like, trying hard to find somebody to bench race with. 
and then I bring myself. I feel like you really missed uh, baffling 70 episodes in, but I really feel like you've missed the point of this podcast somehow. <laughs> Not sure how it's taken this long for me to realize. <laughs> but it really seems like you've misunderstood what this podcast is for. Oh, I just thought it was just me and you hanging out as friends, chums. Well, well, the fact that we don't talk to each other apart from the podcast would probably say otherwise. Well, that's because all you want to do is talk about motocross. There is other things in the world, like butterflies and hills and stuff. I've just told you, there's an AMA National or a GB every weekend until November. My life is now motocross full out, flat out, 24-7. Okay. There's absolutely in, in, no rest. What about here. Tinder? What about uh, it? Well, you completed California. You've completed the UK. Are there certain countries that you're looking forward to to obviously go in there and uh, literally carpet bombing Tinder? Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? Well, you say this. You say this, Lewis. What James forgot to do there was uh, the Planet Moto bombshell of the week is obviously brought to you by none other than Planet Moto. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been, be- never been better. <laughs> <laughs> and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you follow the results from the uh, MX Nationals in the youth and amateur classes, you'll see that those who have been in the Planet Moto Academy are actually doing quite well, which makes me think that what they've got going on over there in Spain with the Planet Moto Academy might be a little uh, diamond in the rough, you could say. So, might be worth even inquiring about that for the 2022 off-season now. I would recommend because it does seem to be something that really works. And after all, why wouldn't it? You're spending the off season in Spain. The options are limitless. Limitless. Uh, there's a lot going on at Planet Moto. A lot going in your head, you tell. So get involved. Hit tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible. Visit planetmoto.co for more. Are you feeling okay? Because I, I felt yeah. like you were having a stroke during your readout. Well, I did have my final vaccine a couple of weeks ago, and to be honest, I've not been the same and since. And there was one part when you were talking, I actually thought you fell over the dog. No, I'm sat on a chair. Right. Thanks to Planet Motor. Based on your mood today, and the fact that this podcast has undoubtedly been the worst of all the 70, no doubt in my mind, I'm really scared to play this game with you. I, I don't see what the problem is. What have I done? This, you know what I haven't done anything. What have I done? You know I thought it. I've been really good on the podcast. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. So, that's, that's question one of Armour Smart. Are you smarter than a birth? <laughs> that's incorrect. <laughs> right. Armour, you smarter than a birth time. I regret making these questions hard. Armour, you smarter than a birth. Armour is an action-adventure lifestyle-driven brand founded by action sports industry veterans. Armour recognised a void in the marketplace so created a complete line of nutritional supplements that are formulated especially to help athletes and enthusiasts of all levels realize their maximum potential. Armour's products were developed and tested in real-world conditions by an all-star team of athlete owners that include Jeremy McGrath, what a guy, Chad Reed, what a guy, and Nick Way, what a guy. Armour Sport is now available in Europe. Uh, if you go to our social media channels, there's actually a link on there right this second. Uh, we'll share a link anyway after the show this week so you can get there even easier. Leave nothing on the table. Choose armor. Ah, here we go. 
Four points to win, six on the table. Are you ready? Oh, born ready. I'm excited about this. Question one. Yes. David Philippart's won the 2008 oh, MX1 shit. World Championship. You know I know nothing about Philippart's. It's not about Philippart. It was like a void well, okay. in my life. Okay. Again, I'm going to try and just, because everyone seems to be confused about this. Listen to the questions. Listen to them. Listen to the words that I'm saying, because it will, it's quite important. Every word. Not just Philippart. You just heard Philippart's then, and you basically ignored everything else I said. Listen to all parts of the question, please. Okay. Otherwise, I'll take this game away from you. <laughs> I will have my ball back. <laughs> question one. <laughs> David Philippart's won the 2008 MX1 title. Who finished second in that season? Uh, I am going to go... Hmm. I'm going to go Max Nagel. That's incorrect. You were looking for Steve Ramon. Fuck. Tipping me me tongue, Steve was on. Kevin Strybos won a moto in Latvia in 2012. You sound like a computer. (laughs) Well, I'm trying to... I think you you might be Siri. Fuck off, Siri! (laughs) You're just... You're so struggle with listening to the questions every week. Kevin Strybos won a moto in Latvia in 2012. Which team was he riding for at that point? Mm, this is a trick one, hey? Because you want me to say Suzuki and he's not. But... No, it's not a trick question at all. Okay, I'm going to go... It's just a question that has an answer. <laughs> I'm going to go... Um... Actually, Suzuki then. That's wrong. Uh... <laughs> It's like it's it's like playing it's like playing with just someone who isn't quite all there. The answer The answer was HM Plant KTM. Oh, when he won the British Championship. Question three. Who was Billy McKenzie's teammate on Cass Honda in 2009? Mm. Uh, James Noble. No. <laughs> Ken Dyker. <laughs> no. Uh, Cedric Malott. Uh, I, I could have been all fucking day and tomorrow. Do you even know who Cedric Malott is? Yeah, he's French. No, Belgian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my day. <laughs> Question four. This is not going which, well. Which, which American rider rode for Martin Honda in MX1 in 2010? <laughs> Ooh, which uh, American rider rode for oh, Martin Honda Michael in Lieb. MX1? What? Michael Lieb. <laughs> no, I thought you called him Eichel. But <laughs> no, wrong. Um, Jimmy Albertson. Question five. <laughs> two, two, two points on the table here. You need four to win, so <laughs> make of that what you will. Gautier Paulin rode for eight teams in his Grand Prix career. List all of them. Uh, oh, hold on. You're not allowed to talk until the time's up. Think about it. Make notes, all of that stuff. Go. 
Okay. you got for us you did say six didn't you i said eight (laughs) (laughs) once again listen to the questions i even that's technically a clue because i could have just said list all of the teams he rode for i've said eight which gives you a bit of a like idea because you kind of know what you're looking for anyway what have you got you would think so so i've got molson kawasaki true i've got uh factory kawasaki true then I've got CLS Kawasaki. Wrong. Uh, then I've got... How many Kawasaki teams do you think you rode for? No. Then I've got uh, Wilvo. Yep. Ice One. Yep. HRC. Yep. Then I'm fucked. Because one of your six was CLS. Yeah. So you didn't get Martin Honda. Yep, never would have got that. That's who he started his career with. Right. From there, he went to Molson Kawasaki. From there, he went to Bud Racing Kawasaki. Right. From there, he went to uh, the final one you didn't get, Ronaldo Yamaha. <sighs> um, that game pretty much sums up this week's podcast, which was just a complete shambles in every single sense of the word. All I can say is sorry, and we'll try again next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll play this. You know what? This always helps. I, I've actually got a better one, uh, which would be quite good. Um, what? No, you're not playing a sound through your phone to the mic because that's just going to make this even worse. We've got one more thing to do before we go. Blenzel performance of the week. We're going to change it up this week though, aren't we, James? Are Instead we? of performance of the week just gone, we're going to try and predict... No. Uh, Okay, that's funny. Brilliant. Thank you. Give a whistle. And this will help things turn out for the best. Ready, Lewis? Always look on the bright side of life. It would have been better if you teed it up from the start. It was just too long and too painful. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You'll notice I didn't play the entire American National Anthem. I just teased it. Okay. I just thought it might cheer you up. You seem a little bit stressed. Well, once you listen back to this podcast, you'll see why. <laughs> I, find, I find it best not to. <laughs> well, it's quite clear that you don't review your performance ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> last thing to do, Blenzel Performance of the Week. We're going to change Me? it up. Instead of, instead of Performance of the Week. Can I get it? We're going to try and predict for performance of a week coming up. So performance of the week from the weekend coming up. Lots of races. Who do you think is going to overstep the mark? That's actually a bad thing, isn't it? Who do you think is going to overstep their personal mark and over-deliver, improve, and have a blind of a performance this weekend? Anywhere in the world, James. Are we still on about me? No. This might shock you to find out that not everything is about you. Well, I was going to put myself up because you seem to Okay, keep... that's a no. 
I, you seem to be quite happy with my performance this week, so I was going to... Well, as I said, we're not doing the performance of the week just gone. We're predicting the performance of the week coming up. Okay. Right, okay. I'm going to go for... Um, Plesinger. I'm going to call it out now. What? He finished third overall, so you're saying win? Yeah, he's going for the win. Go, Aaron. Yay. I'm going to go... I think that either Fevre or Watson are going to be very strong at Erne. I was going either to say, one, they're, they're not in pro motocross. One or the other is going to impress this weekend. And I think I'm basically tipping either one of those for the win in Erne this weekend. And I think both of those, oh, if either of those won, it would be quite a statement ending into Russia and worth talking about. So, Got to be honest, mine's a bit more exciting. I've I've gone with I've put Ben in there because his starts were going so good at Ling as well, and Ernay's obviously quite a tough track to pass on. So if he can get those starts, that will set him up well from the off. So yeah, Blenzel for over sixty years, Blenzel Racing Castor Oil has been a secret choice for many championship winning riders and engine builders, from top tuners like Terry Varner and factory level riders like Michael Essie, who won the two thousand and twenty two Stroke World Championship using Blenzel. Nothing out lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of castor based two stroke oil. From the original green label racing caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop for Blenzel's full line of two-stroke and four-stroke racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow at Blenzel on Instagram. Well done, Thanks Lewis. to Blenzel. I've never read that before, but I could tell that you weren't going to. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Lewis. Next week, uh, Lewis is going to host the podcast, episode 71. No, uh, I, you, I, I think I should, but you know what? I'm not going to. Do you want to know why? No, I think you should. Because like a teacher, like when a student, like, like when the supply teacher comes in, you're just going to try and make my life hell. No, I'm not. I'm going to bring the knowledge next week. The you knowledge. You play up and try and make it so that I'm, it's a mess no. with me at the helm. I'm going to present you with next week's script and also I'm going <laughs> oh, to no. bring the knowledge. The thing is, if I host, I don't need you to bring the knowledge because it, it, I will help you because I will just bring the conversation. I will say to you, right, Russia this weekend, top three in both classes, instead of you starting a podcast by going, so you're coming to the office this week. <laughs> it's, yeah, because people want to know. I mean, it's, it's a good thing to talk about at the end of the podcast. Maybe not like come out swinging with that though. Yeah, people want to know. People are interested. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you, you need to understand you're a, you're a big thing, Lewis Phillips. You know, I don't think, oh, I don't think you understand I put it. my pants on one leg at a time just like anyone else. I'm sure you do. But the problem is, is your third leg always gets in the way. Um, okay, yeah, so next week we're going we're gonna to have a role reversal. Are we actually doing it? Yeah. Are you joking? No, I'm not joking. Let's do it. Are you angry? No, no, not at all. I think it'll be fun. No, it, no, no, no. It's not meant to be fun. It's meant to be better. Yeah, we're not doing it for fun. Yeah, we could do we're fun. We're doing it to be better. It's meant to be a better podcast. Of course, it'll be better fun. You're just going to try and shit all over everything no, I say. No, I will make not. It I, so I won't. So I'm gonna do You're going to try and play the Joker. No, not at all. I'm, I'm literally going to do some research this week, and I'm going to bring my A-game to make it the best ever podcast possible. Because, obviously, this is a... I just want you happy. Well, I'm not happy with this podcast. 
I'll be honest. I know I can feel it. I can feel it through the microphone. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You know. I've got to be honest. I know. I know you. I know. I've seen people like you, James. You bloody breeze through life. Everyone telling you you're great. Well, I'm here to say you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it before. Everything handed to you. You've come in here. You think you're hosting the podcast amazing. You're not. <laughs> Is it because I didn't sweep hair off of barbershop floor? Is that you what? didn't? Well, some of us grafted. Okay. Some of us, some of us just put in the elbow grease. Well, did you know, Lewis, when I was 19, I worked in a chicken factory, taking chickens <laughs> off of a lorry and putting them on shackles. Well, that Getting sounds like... pissing shit all over me. <laughs> How much did it pay? I don't know. I used to work five nights a week. How much did it pay? A million a year? No. Everything handed to you? No. <laughs> The, 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 the chickens did actually piss and shit on me. It's not like I was special and they just pissed and shit over the next person. They didn't leave me out. I know you keep thinking that I fall on my feet. Drop you on your head, land. No, yeah, drop you. No, drop you on your head, land on your feet. That's James. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas drop me on my head and I'm going to just crunch my neck. <laughs> well, I think this week's been fun. I think next week's going to be thunder. Okay, if we okay, this is the this is the rules. Next week, the podcast is going to change. Yep, it's a week before Russia, so it's a good time. Yep, like new season, yep. new podcast. Yep, I'm going to host, and I'm going to come in with an all new schedule, new segments, and we're gonna. This is it. Russia MXGP starting. Oh. The podcast is going to become great. Let's do this. Let's make the podcast great again, James. Okay, I'm excited about this. I'm really excited. Okay. So next week, Lewis is hosting. And I will be... What, what am I? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. You won't be required to say much. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we just change it from the MXY show to the Lewis Phillips MXY show? No, because it, no, be, this will be... No, it'll be you, I will ask you questions. I will say, James, I think... I think Jonas can win a GP this year. What say you? No. What? I, I don't think he will. Exactly, but that's what I can, That's how it's going to go now. Great. Listen to. Do, do you see how that's a real conversation instead of you just going? But I don't even remember half the stuff you said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, everyone's probably listening to this and thinking it wasn't that bad. Well, trust me, I've made a note of twelve things that need to be taken out. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we dragged this on. GP start next week. I'm looking forward to next week's show. Lots going on on MX Vice at the moment. Uh, great. Visitor numbers, so I appreciate everyone for clicking the website and uh, going through. It's only going to get better. I think that was my mum. My mum's just got her first iPad. Well, so, unless she clicked it thousands and thousands of times. I think she then, did. Uh, She's quite proud of me. Well, I don't know why she should be clicking MXI saying, because you're nothing to do with that. No, I tell her um, I write everything. <laughs> well, there are people out there who still think you write everything. <laughs> that would be that way. I, I, one day I'm going to go onto the remember? website. A couple of years ago, a team asked you to write their press releases because they thought you wrote everything on MXYs. And it's like, if that had actually gone through and you'd just gone, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll write your press releases. <laughs> doing, doing. But, <laughs> It'd be amazing, it, wouldn't it? It would have been an absolute mess because first of all, save a team was HRC, it would have said Tim Geiser finished second in the World Championship and someone would have had to point out that actually, as a matter of fact, he won the World Championship today, James. Yeah, I'll be like, wow. Yeah. Beg to differ. Yeah, brilliant. Doing, doing. Excuse. <laughs> I've really enjoyed this podcast. I know you haven't, Lewis, but I think it's, it's gotten better at the end. It's gotten better at the end. Now that I've managed to voice my frustrations, I feel a bit better. Yeah. 
Well, you remember back in the day when I used to get us in shit and then you or your phone would ring off the hook nonstop? Yeah. Well, now it goes the other way. Mm. And it's not that fun for me. Yeah, I know. And, and I think it's quite good because it's like role reversal. I'm not going to lie. Unless the GPs are starting, I'm gonna, I'll get this out of the way now. I'll break it to you now. If you're planning to go to the GPs with a press pass under MX Vice this year... Oh, I am. I've got my hard copy. Photo journalist. Say, let's just say you should maybe make alternative arrangements. Oh, uh, don't you worry. I've got some new business cards printed with uh, James Burfield from the MX Vice podcast show. Well, I'm looking forward to next week's show now. We're, we've talked about me being a host for a long time. This is it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You're... Chances you don't show up are high. <laughs> Very. Uh... <laughs> Uh, but I think it's going to be fun. Er. No, because this isn't, it's not meant to be fun. It's meant to be better. But anyway, we've talked enough. See you, everyone. Okay. Uh, bye. Uh, huge thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Props Racing Parts, Technical Dutch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGP, Hyphen TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterisk Armour, Blenzel Oils. See you next week. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at Evenstrokes.com. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better, and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you want to hit the tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible, Visit planetmoto.co for more information. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Caster has been the secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory-level riders like Michael Essie, who won the 2020 two-stroke world championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label Racing Caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop Blenzel's full line of 2T and 4T racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow them at Blenzel on Instagram. Instagram. You are listening to the MX Vice Show.